You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? One's a former NFL star turned sports coach. I was getting the stink eye. <laughs> and one's a dad who can't stop playing Rocket League. These kids these days, they're like, blah, 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 blah. we're used to jump and run. Together, they welcome you to Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. Uh, welcome into Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. How you doing? I'm your host, Amon Green, along with my good friend and buddy old pal, John Audius, man. John, how you doing? I'm doing uh I'm doing great, Amon. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just uh kind of I said gearing up for a few things. Obviously, we got esports starting up next week. Uh, unfortunately, well, I say not unfortunately, I say fortunate for me. A really cool thing is I get to go to Ireland for about five days to watch my Nebraska Cornhuskers play the Northwestern Wildcats. So it's like a little happy. Like I want to be there for my team, but I want to be there for my esports squad, you know. Um, but this is a one in a time, you know, once in a lifetime thing. You know, I've never, I always want to go to Europe. I want to, I got a bucket list of like places to go in the world, and this is one of them, you know. So I was like, all right, I already told my uh, assistant coach that I'm gonna be gone for the week, so he has my back covered um, for that. So I got that coming up, getting ready for that. So of course, this week is full of things I got to do. It's like I got to do this, get to do that. So I'm a little bit overwhelmed. I think you know what that feeling is yeah. like sometimes being overwhelmed. But in the meantime, what I was able to do, <clears throat> and I mentioned this on my gaming stream, that uh, what's up, Fire Eagle? What's up, Dome Rocker? In the Twitch chat there, I got to play my, uh, a game that I've owned for four years now, <laughs> and I have not beat it. I'm getting close. Yeah. It's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, is that whole that whole game? Uh, franchise is awesome i love them i played one two and three the only one i didn't do was black flag because i didn't want to be a pirate i was by that time i was done with johnny depp and captain sparrow <laughs> and being the you know a captain of the ship no so I, I avoided black flag but i did the other ones after that and then when this one came out it was i was like i gotta jump on it because it was like a history lesson you know you get educated while you're playing video games i think a lot of people know that i think you know that you learn things and about the Greek Isles and the the islands in the Mediterranean and the Greek gods, which I took a class. Today's uh, Among Greens Gamers Lounge is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join gosh i every time it gets to mobile device i'm on i say device you be yeah yeah you just have that mush of words trying to come out of your mouth it and just... it's every time i'm gonna try that sentence again <laughs> head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 b l e a v 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts yes and you could go for for e for esports uh wagers you could find i know i saw a couple of wagers with cloud 9 in there <clears throat> the team and uh valorant cuz the vtc vtc is going on valorant valorant championship tour is going on all summer long worldwide so going there you could drop some good bets in there in uh, college my freshman year which is pretty i think i told you this story about my freshman year 
they put all the football players in one single class for some reason, which is a bad idea. <laughs> so they had that the class. Awful, awful. That's the, they had they had all the freshmen. We were all in the same Greek mythology class. Wow. 1995 fall. <clears throat> for whatever reason, they thought that was a good idea. <clears throat> and so myself is the only one that's really paying attention. Maybe yeah. two other people, but everybody else being the knuckleheads and jokesters they are what what started all this was the fact that our teacher great guy i don't know his name but he was a guy that was so passionate hello savage savage giggles as well so passionate passionate about greek mythology that he had a voice like he brought character like he brought this voice in like he got into full mode talking about zeus and all them so he the first moment he said welcome this is what this was him introducing first day of greek mythology he says you know everybody sit down quiet and he goes welcome to greek mythology like that <laughs> and go whole like of course we all sitting together as us knucklehead football players we're all sitting together and we all just erupt like it was deaf comedy jam everybody just starts laughing at this dude and i'm like i'm sitting there like dude we're gonna get in trouble like shh like he's just getting in the character. Y'all need to chill out. Like, man, and they laughing and oh my god, he sounds like someone someone on Broadway. I'm like, y'all, we gonna we about to get kicked out of class. We about to get suspended from school. I'm thinking all these things in my head. I'm like, yeah. That's like, dang, I just got a full ride. I just lost it. You know, I'm gonna be. <laughs> You're taking the playing, scholarship. Taking scholarship away. I'm like, man. So yeah, just playing this game brought me back to that that dream of that that <laughs> that, that idea of happening. That what about yourself? Yeah, what you been up to? Uh, this past week, uh, last few days has been a mini vacation for my family. So we kind of hung around the area. We each had our own day, my wife, my daughter, and I, to kind of do whatever we wanted as a family. Like, this is my day. I'm going to do this. And we're, do we're going here. So we've explored Madison uh, a lot uh, this mm -hmm. past week and then just kind of chilled on on Tuesday. A lot of walking. It's like the most active I've been all summer is vacation. Nice. Is walking around uh, besides, you know, like working out or something like that. But yeah, so it's kind of a low-key vacation, but it's cool. I went to, there's a place in Madison called Meeps, M-E-E-P-S. It's a, it's a, like a retro toy shop. Ooh. Yeah. It's okay. so cool. Like it's one place when we discovered uh, just kind of walking around. I'm like, what is this? They have like old He-Man characters. You know, just uh, or, you know, figures, action figures, rather just old television series like cards, trading cards and stuff like that. Kind of like the was, stuff we saw at Fan Expo. Yeah, it was like yeah. Fan Expo in Madison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, so. I think Meeks, if I'm not correctly, um, if I'm not correct, if I am correct, Meeks mm -hmm. is, is a character from Rick and Morty. I think. Oh, it's is it? The, it's either Rick and Morty or... Meep, M-E-E-P? It's M-E-E-P, Meeks. It's either M-E-E-P, M-E-E-P, or M-E-E-K. Meeks or Meeps or okay. something. Some, he, it's on. The character is on Multiverses, the new fighting game that Warner Brothers just dropped. I've been playing it, and he's on the uh, the practice screen when you have to jump and try to hit a character like off the map or something. Okay. Meeks, Meeks Seeks. That's what yeah. it's called. Episode for Rick and Morty or something crazy like that. Yeah. We got Jeremy Moss. How you doing? Welcome into the chat. Web train. What's good with you? We have some Facebook. It just says Facebook's users. Meeksy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was Meeksy. Yeah. Meeksy. Okay. 
Misi from Rick and Morty. See, I was like, I just, I was like, I saw that name from somewhere. That's pretty cool how they yeah. did that in the title of their store. Well, yeah, and it's um. So the upstairs too is like you can paint. So my daughter's into this YouTuber, Mariah Elizabeth, okay. and part of her deal is she paints like squishies. She like restores squishies and paints them and makes them all brand new. Oh. So they have like a section of that that meeps where you can go upstairs and paint squishies. So she thought it was just like the coolest place in the world. Gotcha. Um, so it was a fun week. Fun, all right. fun last few days. With that word being said, I think it's uh we got this guy waiting in the background or backstage. Really cool dude that we met at Fan Expo. He does a lot like us, John. He is an editor and writer for um Last Word of Wrestling, Last Word on Wrestling, and Last Word on Gaming. So I'm gonna bring my man here. Let me switch the uh the titles in here, my man Dominic Padula. Dominic, man, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? <laughs> uh, doing real good, as you as you probably heard uh, with our exploits in the last week. Uh, <laughs> we're doing really good, man, really good. But no, we met Dom uh, at Fan Expo when me and John went out there. Ooh, is it like two months ago now or a month ago? <sighs> yeah, about know. two months ago, oh, I think. <laughs> it just seemed like, whew, seemed like it was... Seemed like it was yesterday, but it wasn't, you know, but uh, glad to have you on. And uh, he like we he, actually you interviewed me and then you said, hey, hey you I'm, you know, whenever y'all do your podcast again, I'm welcome. I would love to come on. I'm like, of course, let's uh, let's do this. So uh, so what we do with our first question and you were at the show when we did mm -hmm. it there, uh, we had we had uh, Joe Connery, the artist for mostly Bubba Fat, but he was part of the Star Wars a roster of artists that's been on every level of star wars if it's movies if it's tvs if it's comic books so when we did uh, that interview with john connery dominic was there and he he watched us and so he kind of knows kind of the setup of how we're going to ask this first question so uh tell us your gaming origin story so how old were you what was the game and uh who was it was it your mom dad uncle brother cousin best friend from down the street whoever that person was to get you into gaming yeah, I, I love this question. So I'm the youngest cousin on both sides of the family. I'm both my mom and my dad's side. So, uh, you know, I always wanted to hang out with the big kids. And uh, after annoying my my older cousin enough, uh, it was him and his best friend were playing PlayStation 1. This is probably Ooh. like 98, 99. I can't remember what game they were playing. They were playing a shooter uh, and they were, you know, split screening against each other. And I wanted to play so bad that they took a controller pretended to plug it in, handed it to me, said, <laughs> hey, you're on that screen, you're on that screen. And then they were, they had some fun with it. They told me it would only work if I like moved the controller up and down really fast instead of hitting R2 or whatever. <laughs> so they had some fun with it. And uh, ever since then, I was, I was kind of hooked. Uh, my first system was the PlayStation 2, which, okay. uh, you know, had a lot of classics on it. Um, I played a lot of Xbox 360 through middle school and high school. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, writing for Last Word on Gaming, I'm, I try to have my hands everywhere. Uh, I have a Switch Lite that I love using um, right. you know, when I'm on the train or wherever. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. Nice, nice. So PlayStation 2, uh, M M NFL Street, mm -hmm. NBA Street, God of War. That's the three I could come off. Uh, Death, maybe Death Jam Vendetta. Yeah. I if you remember I that. I know Fight for New York was on there. Fight for oh, that was with Snoop Dogg. He was the yes. villain. Okay, and and it just hits me now. <laughs> Def Jam Vendetta, Fight for New York. You would think Fat Joe, Run DMC, 
all the New York rappers that are alive and living and could be in that game. But they make the West Coast rapper Snoop Dogg the villain when it's fight for you know. I just like, really? I like I thought I like the kind of new the collaboration. But wait right. a minute, this is fight for New York. I know Snoop is from Long Beach, California. He's from Compton area. So just a, just a, just you know just an observation there. Just saying. <laughs> oh no, John, you got anything for? Him? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So you're playing, um, by the way, I love the story. They're like, yeah, just here, here's the controller and just start. Uh, yeah. They try to figure you out. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's working guys, but I'll keep trying. Um, so what was, what would you say is the game that you've spent the most hours playing? Who? that's a great question. Um, it's probably Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, mm-hmm. I love that franchise. Love that series. Uh, a very series, close, yeah. a very close second would probably be Jack Three from the Jack and Dexter series. Um, both wow. heavy hitters on the PS2. I played those a lot. Um, and actually, shortly after I interviewed you, Amon, at Fan Expo, I interviewed Dave Hader, who does does the voices for Solid Snake and Naked Snake from Metal Gear Solid. So that was super fun for me as well. I didn't know he was a voice doing that. Oh, dope. Mm-hmm. Um, John, John Hedder, he was on what? Uh, Saving Silver Marshall or Forget About, Forget About Sarah Marshall or something like that. He was the friend. He I didn't also, know he, he's a hitman in an HBO series, right? Too, I think. That's really dope. I didn't know that. Me. He also, um, and I didn't, I kind of forgot about this, so I interviewed him. He screen wrote the first X Men movie. <laughs> what? That's dope. That's nice. Okay. All right. I see that. Header doing a lot of things. Well, you got to be a jack of all trades. We know that. Right? You know, you got you to gotta have different, you got different talents. got to show them up like yourself. So, uh, can you tell us? How you got started into editing and writing? You kind of talked about it a little bit already, but how did that come about with uh, a last word on gaming and last word a word on wrestling? Yeah, so I'm you know I'm also a huge pro wrestling fan outside of being a big gamer. Uh, rocking my Kenny Omega T-shirt today in anticipation nice. for Dynamite tonight. So uh, uh, what happened was I uh, you know this was you know kind of during the start of COVID I, I joined a Facebook group that was just talking about wrestling um, and they tried to start their own website and I wrote a couple articles there kind of got my feet wet uh, long story short it kind of you know it, they wound up shutting down the website it just mm-hmm. you know didn't have the team for it is kind of the best way I could put it right and so I kind of had that you know I, I was having so much fun with it I was kind of missing that creative energy and you know the ability to talk about what's going on at first with just pro wrestling and so i just i jumped on google uh and last word on pro wrestling came up and i looked at some of the articles and i was like you know this this looks like what i'm looking for uh so i sent in an application with a couple of things i had uh i had written and uh they took me on i was there for uh i started in december of 2020 i think when my first article went up Mm-hmm. Um, and then in October of last year, I got a message from my site manager and said, Hey, we got an opening on the, uh, on the editing team or, you know, or is that something you'd be interested in? And so, uh, you know, I, I joined the editing team and right around that same time, last word on gaming was kind of, uh, bolstering the recruiting again. And mm-hmm. my site manager jumped into a group chat with a bunch of us and said, Hey, you know, if anybody's interested, you know, gaming is taking on writers. And I said, well, sign me up. I love gaming. And so uh, that's how I, uh, that's how I got into that. I got to follow up on that. So were you always like into being a writer? Did you want to be a writer, like perhaps a sports writer or a journalist of some kind? And then you kind of settled into this niche or how did that work? 
Yeah, so I, I've always loved writing. Like, you know, I, I was always that person. If it was either take a test or write a paper, give me the paper. Uh, and so when I got into high school, uh, my freshman year, I joined the, the newspaper team and actually mm-hmm. covered, uh, you know, covered the football games for right. junior varsity and for varsity. Uh, and so I did that for a few years through high school, really loved journalism. Uh, kind of took a backseat when I got into college just because I got involved with some other stuff. But coming out of college, you know, I, I really rediscovered that passion. And so that's what kind of drove me. Like I said, that Facebook group, it was kind of like the the right time, right place. And I just jumped at the opportunity. Nice. Nice. So being a writer uh, and an editor, what makes a good writer and director? I know, I know some of the what you're about to say. I know some of it. I'll, I'll say it when you say it. So I'll wait. <clears throat> uh, for, you know, being a good writer, I you know, especially when it comes to something like gaming or like pro wrestling, where you know there's a lot of different. You know, you're talking about a creative process. You're mm-hmm. you know writing about something that's creative, whether it's a video game, a pro wrestling match, a movie, or TV show. Uh, and so one thing that's I've always been taught is take a stance, provide your evidence and stand by it. You know, you mm-hmm. may have a lot of people say, oh, I disagree. That movie was terrible. That match was terrible. That game, you know, that game, the story was terrible. You know, if you can defend your point. You got to say why. Like, why it was say terrible. Yep. Yeah. You know, you can't just say, oh, I loved <clears> it or, oh, it was terrible. You know, you got to cite your sources, as they say, you know, give a good X, Y, and Z of why you're on that side of the argument you're on. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because a lot of times in uh, just from a sports talk perspective, Mm -hmm. sometimes people just start talking and they don't like, well, and they don't really have reasons why they think so and so is the greatest or that was one of the top five plays of all time or something like that. So to have that, uh, you know, that backup, that's key, I think. So with with, uh, wrestling fans, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How I just want to so how intense have been those questions or that that conversation because I know wrestling fans I got I grew up and then you know being in the league all the defense alignment all offense alignment thought they were going to be future wrestlers okay <laughs> so I know they're passionate about it so how was that conversation go when you have a fan and you made a comment you got to write an editorial about it and this is your editorial and it, and it doesn't shine a good light on that wrestler they like so how was that conversation back and forth. I think intense is the right word to use. Passionate is another word I would use, you know, wrestling, you know, you, you get onto Twitter, you get onto, you know, wherever your social media platform, it's definitely, it's an intense, it's an intense space. And uh, for me, it's just, I don't take anything personally. You know, I have my opinion and I'm giving you X, Y, and Z reasons why I have that opinion. I love a good conversation. I love not being on the same side of, an argument as somebody as long as it's constructive you know i'm giving you my x y and z you're giving me your x y and z maybe we both come away with something but uh yeah in, i think you put it right amon intense is definitely the right way to put it uh it can be intense it can be passionate and i just i just don't take anything personally you, you know and i think that's a good as a writer as an editor you just don't take anything personally someone's always going to disagree with what you're saying mm-hmm. yeah so similar to being a content creator a streamer mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, you got people that will come in your stream or come out your stream, or you won't have that number in the left hand top corner that doesn't have a lot of people in there. You might have two people in there, one person or no people off stream like that, but it's all about creating the stream, how you want it to be. Um, but then obviously people, the right, the right kind of people, which I have the greenies as, as they name themselves now, 
you know, are now, you know, all coming in. And, and when I do stream, when I do talk about certain topics, when I do this podcast, you know, they come in here, they they like either they like what I say and they like or they like, you know, I know the, the real, you know, they like what I used to do, play football, mm -hmm. but they now understand who I am. They learn me as a player throughout, you know, without the helmet on. Um, so that's the fun part. Um, I, I like about doing this, but, you know, for your side of it to being opinionated because, you know, for your job, reading and writing and having to give out feedback on that can be a little bit of taxing, you know, mm -hmm. at times. Cause that's a lot of what I do with coaching now. And then obviously doing the, the two podcasts I do, I definitely can relate on that on that level. Um, so what's been, um, I said, the hardest part about doing doing that editing and writing job that you do for both uh, platforms? Yeah. You know, it kind of depends on, uh, you know, there, there's a couple of things that are, that are really challenging. Sometimes it's, um, sometimes the hardest part is starting that article, you know, mm -hmm. is I have an idea. Yeah. I have an opinion, or, you know, I have an idea. I know where I want to go with this. Sometimes right. it's just putting that digital pen to paper and, you know, writer's block is definitely a real thing. I've had articles sitting in progress for, you know, a couple of weeks where I'm just like, I just can't figure out where to go with this. Uh, and I'm so fortunate that I have an awesome team of, you know, fellow editors and managing editors and site managers at both mm -hmm. gaming and pro wrestling that are, uh, you know, we have a couple of different group chats and, hey, I'm stuck on this article about this wrestler or about, hey, I'm trying to write about cyberpunk, you know, what, this is my start, where do you think I can take it? And it's a great, you know, kind of workshop, you know, everybody will throw out a couple of ideas of where you can take it and that'll get the wheels spinning. Right, right. Um the question I'm about to put up here for on the screen is what levels of wrestling do you do you cover all the wrestling or just like the top levels of wrestling? Because I know there's like underground wrestling that mm -hmm. is a circuit around the Midwest and around the East Coast and around the West Coast. So where, where are you at? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked that because I cover I mean, you know, I was talking about all elite wrestling. I cover them. I'll write some news pieces about WWE here and there. Uh, my first promotion that I really covered uh, really closely for uh, for last word on pro wrestling was Impact Wrestling, who's, you know, uh, independent. Um, you know, they tour, you know, COVID, of course, threw a wrench into everything, but they typically tour your big wrestling markets in the country, your Chicago's, New York, <clears throat> Philly, uh, L.A. You know, they cover all of those big markets. Uh, and I was covering Ring of Honor, too, and still am. They got purchased by All Elite Wrestling. So, you know, they're kind of on that on that platform now. But I do cover uh, a really awesome promotion based out of the Chicago Heights area called Warrior Wrestling. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to uh, to work merch, you know, to work merch at their shows and get to know that their staff and their crew really well. And uh, they're an awesome promotion. If you're a fan of independent wrestling, definitely check them out because they put on some dream matches. Uh, they get some of the biggest names in the Indies. Uh, you know, they're, they're an awesome promotion and I've had so much fun covering them. I've interviewed the promoter a couple of different times. Uh, I've interviewed a couple of the wrestlers that have, uh, that have come through there and are mainstays there. So I do cover all levels to answer your initial question. I'm on, I cover, you know, from, regional local here in the Chicago area, mm -hmm. all the way up to your nationally touring WWEs, AEWs, all right. those. Okay. So, right. so, so someone not familiar with uh, all these different types mm -hmm. of, um, what's the right word I'm looking for? Not leads. Promotions. Okay. Promotions. Promotions. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what, what are the top levels of wrestling? Because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not having 
followed wrestling for a while. I was big mm -hmm. into the WWE back in yep. back as a kid, and then into college and watching The Rock and Stone Cold and all those um, all those wrestlers. So, like, because what are the top like two or three mm -hmm. right now? WWE is definitely still, you know, your your biggest nationally touring. You know, you say wrestling, people automatically think WWE or WWF. Like you just said, John, they think mm -hmm. of yeah. The Rocks and Stone Colds and you know, Mick Foley's, all of those kind of big names that have, you know, gotten into mainstream culture beyond pro wrestling. Um, probably right under them, as far as, you know, North America, the U.S. goes, is going to be mm -hmm. AEW, All Elite Wrestling. They came together in 2019. Uh, and so they are, you know, they're probably WWE's biggest uh, North America rival. Um, okay. mm -hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling is big in Japan. And with the, you know, streaming and all of the accessibility we have nowadays, they've become really popular in America with the more independent kind of, you know, fans that are watching stuff outside of WWE. Uh, and it's just, it it's, goes to show just with the power of, you know, streaming and video on demand and, you know, they have their own streaming network. You know, we can watch a live show from here in Chicago as it's happening live in, at the Tokyo mm -hmm. Dome, uh, which is super cool. And I think that's been a big part of you know, their, their popularity here. Uh, and then there's, you know, your other independents, you've got impact wrestling. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. I cover them a lot. Game changer wrestling is a really big independent. They tour all over the, the country. They're actually coming back here to Chicago Labor Day weekend. Uh, Ring of honor was a, a big independent. They got purchased by all elite wrestling. They've run a couple of shows as still as ring of honor, but you know, being controlled and marketed by all elite wrestling. So we're going to kind of see like the, the rest of this year is you're going to have a good roadmap of how that promotion is going to be. Uh, and then it goes all the way down to your, your local promotions, you know, uh, living in Chicago, Chicago is a hotspot for professional wrestling. We've got, you know, hmm. we've got a lot of awesome independents. Like I talked about warrior earlier, uh, AAW is a really well-known long running independent, um, freelance wrestling is another one that runs here a lot so yeah chicago is kind of a hot spot so i'm super fortunate yeah. not only for the writing <clears throat> aspect but just being a fan i have access to all of these awesome promotions that i can go see i can go see a show you know with a couple hundred people but then it's also a big touring spot for your wwe's and your AEW's, and i can go sit yeah. at the all-state arena with ten thousand other fans wow. yeah that's cool. That's pretty, All right. I've got a couple cool. more wrestling questions. Yeah. All right. Fire so, away. so in your opinion, who is the greatest wrestler of all time? We'll start oh. with that one. Oh, Who's that's a go? big question. I right. like it. That's off the top rope. He can off the top rope. There you go. I'll throw out some candidates. Okay. Um, uh, well, Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I would think you have to start with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I'll put guy. The Rock out there, even though I know like his post career is uh, obviously stellar. Yeah. Um, do you put out <clears throat> old school guys like Andre the Giant? Is he even considered an all time goat? Who Who is the goat? Is it Hulk Hogan? Am, am I trying to too hard for this? <laughs> for me, and I mean, you know, I love this question because you ask a hundred different people, you're gonna get a hundred different answers. And part yeah. of this is is nostalgia for me. I'm a huge fan of of Shawn Michaels of the Ooh. Heartbreak Kid. Um, oh, yeah, okay. that's my time right there. Uh, yeah, and, like yeah, and you know, I just for me, you know his storytelling in the ring, his athleticism, you know, between the ropes, he's, he's phenomenal, but he's also, in my opinion, just a great storyteller. He makes you get invested in that match, whether you're cheering him or you're booing him out of the building, you're invested in him. Um, and that, that psychology, that storytelling, I think is, 
he's he's definitely up there for me. And like I said, a lot of it is nostalgia. You know, I remember watching him on Monday Night Raw and when they brought back D-Generation X and I think it was 05 or 06 with, with Triple H, you know. I love, and like I said earlier, streaming. We had the WWE Network. Now we've got, um, it's all been rolled into Peacock under NBC. You know, you can right. go back and watch classic matches. Oh, um, nice. So yeah, and I'm seeing in the chat, Heartbreak Kid is a goat. Is a goat. Yeah, he, you know, you're talking the Mount Rushmore. For me, his face has to be out there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do the Mount Rushmore then, because Ooh, there are two yeah. names like flooding it. in, like, like Jake the Snake. Like his name is John Cena. We have somebody <laughs> saying Warrior. Oh my God. So so okay. So you'll put you'll put Heartbreak Kid on your Mount Rushmore. Who um, else? He's hundred percent on my Mount Rushmore. Uh, man, you're really putting me on the spot here, John. <laughs> okay. What are there four? <laughs> are there four presidents on Mount Rushmore? Is that? We need it's four. four. Is it four? Well, four, I can four. help you. I mean, Hulk Hogan. Why you're not? Why are you avoiding Hulk Hogan? Is he not? Am I wrong? Is he not like considered me, the greatest? For me, I think it's a gen. For me, I think it's a generational it's thing. A gener- a it's like, the, it's like LeBron and Michael Jordan thing. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. comparison, Amon. Okay. Think well, then me, who is the who is the LeBron if if Hulk Hogan's Jordan? You know. Right. I, I, I saw the joke earlier. His name is John Cena, and that became like a you know a running joke on the internet for a while. And Cena, I got to give him credit because he got booed out of the building for years um, because fans were just you know they were tired of him for X, Y, and Z. But I think you go back now and you can appreciate just how good he was at again bringing a crowd in. You know, getting a reaction whether you're getting booed or cheered just as a you know if a crowd is reacting to what you're doing, you're doing it right. So I think you'd have to throw Cena up there. Um, Superfly Snuka is a great one. I'm seeing that in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. That was the guy. That was that dude. So um, uh, what was uh, the rock? I have to put ultimate warrior. uh, You put like those old, old school wrestlers, like all the ones from like Minnesota and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Jesse, the body, Jesse, the body, the body, You yeah. know, or if you um, want to go really, really old school, like Dick the Bruiser, that generation, ooh, you know, that was that's, like seventies. That's got to be that's like early seventies, late seventy, early eighties, right there, mm-hmm. right there. There's yeah, Big Baby got, Dukes, Mount Rushmore, Hogan, The Rock, Cena, and The Undertaker. Um, okay. Undertaker is hard to deny, just because I don't think anybody has ever loved the business as much as as much as Undertaker. He, you know, he he's done so much for the industry and. I, you know, being the, the big fan I am, when Brock Lesnar broke his his WrestleMania streak at Mania 30, I like, you know, I kind of cried a little. I was like, no, like that was such a big part of my childhood was right. WrestleMania. And you're like, who's who's Undertaker gonna face? Is this finally gonna be the one who ends the streak? And you know, it was every year is oh now he's 12 and 0, 13 and 0, 17 and 0. And then seeing that one after mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar beat him at WrestleMania 30, and I was like, "Oh, oh my God, no way!" So, um, but to answer, going back to your initial question, I have to put The Rock up there, John, just because okay. his I I watch his promos all the time. Um, I love his promos; they would make you laugh, they'd make you be, you know. You said The Rock you, or Shawn Michaels? The Rock. Uh, the Rock. The so Rock. He, okay. Gotcha. Uh, I love Shawn Michaels promos too, but for a different reason, like The all Rock. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I still watch his promo all the time of him kind of just destroying Billy Gunn. And that gets <laughs> like, you can YouTube that after we get off here. Just, you can literally YouTube the rock destroys Billy Gunn. Anybody in the comments who's seen that promo knows what I'm talking about, where it was four minutes of the crowd, just 
you know, hanging on every word he says and laughing and just having a good time. So um have to put so I'd have to put HBK, Undertaker, The Rock. Um, uh, my last one, I would have to say probably Dusty Rhodes, you know, mm-hmm. timeless wrestler. You know, you talk about great promos, the hard times promo. Mm-hmm. Um, Bret Hart is another one. I mean, between the ropes, Bret Hart, probably nobody better. Um yep. but and what I love about Dusty is again watching all of those documentaries and stuff is, on the WWE network is how he came back to the performance center and really coached those younger wrestlers and really wanted to pass on his knowledge and his legacy. Yeah. Um, and to that, like that was just so cool to see those couple of segments in there or watching interviews with younger wrestlers who were coached by Dusty with their their promos and all that. So yeah, I think the, those would be my four, John. Okay, last question for you on the wrestling front. I'm sorry. I no, it's all good. Point. Don't apologize. And by the way, Mon, in the private chat, I do have that Rock promo he was talking about if we wanted to watch a couple minutes of it. But you mentioned Mick Foley at some point uh, in one of the previous answers, mm-hmm. and it made me think of just how, like, I'm surprised. I'm not trying to be, like, funny. I'm surprised he didn't die by some of the things that that he's done jumping off you know the top of cages or whatnot mm-hmm. landing on tables like really dangerous stuff but right. he was obviously one of the if not the toughest kind of wrestlers of all time because that was real i mean he, he was really oh, yeah. doing those things those real injuries those are real things mm-hmm. happening so is mick foley the toughest of all time or is there somebody that i'm not uh, aware of or that i missed I, I, it has to be Foley, in my opinion. There, it's got to be Foley, and I mean, we're seeing in the chat that Undertaker was scary. Yeah, when he got thrown off the top of the cell through the through the yes. table. I mean, that, and you know, I mentioned earlier, I, I've interviewed um, the promoter for Warrior Wrestling. His name is Steve, uh, and one of you know, I was asking him about his wrestling journey, how he became a fan, and he was like, right. you know. I was, he's like, you know, I was a fan when I was younger. I got out of it when I was in high school. And then he's talking about his friends videotaped that pay-per-view from that fully taker match where he gets thrown off the cell. And he goes, I watched that match. And for all, you know, 15 minutes, my jaw was just on the ground. Cause I was just, how is this still going? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, fully is 100% the toughest. Um, and you know, that, that, you can get into that debate because of like ECW got really big and you know, the nineties and they pushed the limits with the barbed wire and the, the crazy big falls through tables and ladders. And if you watch a lot of stuff now, like I was mentioning game changer wrestling earlier, they do a lot of, you know, crazy kind of more hardcore deathmatch style. Um, There's like, you know, ICW does a lot of that stuff too. So there's a lot of, a lot of tough guys out there doing it, but for me fully, yeah, it's, He's the toughest one of them all. <laughs> yeah. So, so real quick, my little, uh, I say, childhood wrestling story. Mm-hmm. And John, no, John knows this story. We talked about this a few <laughs> times here on the podcast. So, I was at the age with my, you know, Hulk Hogan, British Bulldog, Ultimate Warrior, Coco Beware. So, mid to late 80s. And that's where, I mean, I saw a little blood, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, at that age, so I'm between ages 10 and 13. Okay. And for me, seeing things like that i'm like they really fighting like i took it as mm-hmm. boxing like a real boxing match I'm, <laughs> yeah, watching, yeah. I'm watching mike tyson leonard hearns lay guys out right and so i'm thinking in my head as a 10 year old this is real i didn't realize until what i know now is a business it's an acting job you know they rehearse everything so but 10 year old aman 
was disappointed when I found out when my dad, we were sitting in a conversation and he's, he's, we're talking about something and somehow I said something about wrestling. My dad said, you know, that's fake boy. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, huh? I said, no, 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 that's, that's real stuff. You know, Friday night main event and mm-hmm. Paul Hogan be doing this and Ultimate War be doing that. He said, dad, he said, son, they are, they are acting, they're faking it. So the injuries are not that serious and they cut they use little things to cut their head so they can start bleeding to make it look good for you like fans like you know i was like what i was like no <laughs> i like this i was like disappointed man i took my whole Hogan poster down i was so mad <laughs> and I'm a t- this is 10 year old of mine though like yeah, in yeah. my head i'm like i'm like this is this is it like i'm, I'm like these guys are battling out they really punching inside of suplexing cobra clutching each other it's an act job. I was like so disappointed, but now you know, older, I get the business. I respect them because I know now because I met up with uh, some of the WWE wrestlers at a, a at an esports event back in 2019, 2018. I met some of the ladies. Um, God, I'll think of their names, but uh, it was going talking to them about their training camp, how the training yeah. camp goes. You know, down in Florida, and you know, it's physical. They have you know two a days. They do you know they work up. At, so it's like same relation that I had with football. So I was mm-hmm. like, by that time though, I kind of understood that the business side, obviously watching The Rock, watching John Cena, watching Hulk Hogan, you know, all those guys get into the wrestling, but then once they get out, they're managing their career, you know, mm-hmm. their likelihood, their image and likeness. So, but just saying, I just thought it was funny because my little 10 year old of mine was like, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I said jumping off the top rope, all that. But watching those things, like you said, coming off the cage, I remember seeing the highlights of those cage fights. Right. I'm like, that's 20 feet. Yeah. 20, 20. They yeah. dropping to the concrete. Right. They're not dropping into the ring. Some of them was hitting the, the solid ground. I'm like, oh, I hope they get paid a lot. I say, I hope they get paid. I hope they got insurance. I have they good health insurance. Get all that. I was like, well, man, that's but- Amon, what you're what you're saying about was so common among kids growing up. Everybody thought, like at some level, you know, they they were told like it's you know Santa Claus. You know, like at some point you would find out as a kid, like oh, I guess oh, this isn't real. Is that still Dominic? Is that that's is that even a thing anymore? Or did did children come into watching wrestling knowing what they're getting into? it's hard to say when I started, I actually started, no, my dad gave me the conversation before I started watching that. Hey, it's, it, it's scripted. Um, okay. You know, it, for me, it just because of my age, it's a little bit harder for me to say, you know, what kids are coming into with it, but you know, with Twitter and with social media, it's kind of like nothing's a secret anymore. Sure. Um, and you know, if you, like, if you want to know, or if you want to, if you want to know how a storyline is going to play out or at least how it's being thought about, there's so many, you know, like resources on the internet uh, Mm -hmm. that you can, you know, pay for, pay a few bucks a month and then you'll get an email saying, Oh, Hey, like for this storyline, they're thinking X, Y, and Z. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, for me, you know, for me being a longtime fan and, you know, being a pretty big fan, it's, it's so fun for me to watch, you know, in, of course, knowing it's, you know, it's scripted or sometimes it gets changed on the fly, you know, and in the middle of the ring, sometimes it does get changed on the fly. For me, it's just so fun to watch the story from bell to bell and how everything plays out. Um, You know, it's just, for me, it's just, it's so much fun to watch. And like I've said a couple of times now, there's so much 
accessibility now to watch at the the top level, you know, your WWEs, your AEWs, all the way down to, you know, your local regional is either probably on YouTube or on Fight TV or, you know, there's so many different streaming platforms. And uh, Amon, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned like the training camps and the two-a-days. If you have a, a Peacock subscription, I'd recommend checking out WWE did like a, a combine, like, a, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a scouting training. And you right. can see like some of the exercises and the training that they do as they're getting scouted. So like oh, you yeah. kind of you made the NFL uh, comparison for football. I think you'd, you'd get a you know kind of an enjoyment out of that, of watching the differences and the similarities yeah. of how they do it. 100%. I would do it just to see if I can make it because I always tell my mom, my wife. <laughs> Yeah. Between MMA, like when I retired, I was busy doing some stuff. I had to stick busy again. So I ended up doing rugby. And I thought about MMA because I saw Herschel Walker do it. Uh-huh. And, I, and Herschel Walker, he won some matches. So I'm like, if Herschel could do it, we were running back. I'm built the same. I had the same drive. And then she said no to that. And I'm like, what about WWE? I was like, it's it's not as physical. And it's, it's a routine. So we know how we're going to fall and all that. But, you know, but so I changed my tune, obviously. Uh, by by the time I got to my adult to adulthood, but when I said when I met uh, Tanil, it was Tanil was one of them. This episode of Amon Green's Gamers Lounge is brought to you by the new Sonos Ray soundbar. It is spectacular. I have one. Amon has one. We both set them up, and I use mine all the time. So does Amon. In fact, I have basically stopped using my TV speakers for good. Why do you want to use factory TV speakers when you can get this? Sonos Ray, very affordable, very minimal design, and it sounds fantastic, and it takes like seconds to set up. It's an optical connection through your television. You're going to get super, super crystal clear audio. You can adjust the bass and treble settings as well on the EQ on the Sonos app. You can put in TruePlay, which kind of makes adjustments to have the best sound for your room. It's going to optimize the best sound for the room you're in really simple to set up it's got night mode which i basically have turned on all the time that balances out your audio but like i said it's just super crystal clear and it sounds way better than your factory television speakers go check out sonos.com and check out the new ray sound bar check it out Daniel dashwood yes that's okay, what it was yeah. Daniel dashwood i believe she's from australia yes yeah and uh, when i met her and Danielle was her partner, uh, her, t- her tag team partner. Um, uh, was she under the name Blonde. Summer Ray? Yes, okay. that's her. Yes, Danielle and Tanil. And we're sitting there in New York talking. It's just like, and they told us about, the, like you just said, the training camp. Mm-hmm. You know, we came in, you know, we had to do these, you know, circuits of stuff and see where we rated at. And then we go, you know, people that rated higher would go over in, in one area. Another people got rated a different level would go here. And then you just start your whole training process you know if you had to gain strength or gain flexibility or do this and then it was just like i was like oh that sounds familiar i'm like man i remember those days so hey i got that clip real quick of the rock ready to go so if y'all want to pull that you know, i mean y'all want to see is, that real quick this is one of my favorite promos um and like if you read the comments on it it's like wow he ended billy gunn's career in a in a four-minute <laughs> promo <laughs> One of the best entrances in yes. pro wrestling, in my opinion. You can feel the electricity in the market square right up for the most Did you notice how they wrote his name? Like capital T, capital H, lowercase E. Why was 
Just doing something different. I know what that mindset is. Look at him sideburns. Woo! Look at him sideburns. Look at him sideburns. Woo! Just watching this set and everything brings back memories of the old, like, late WWF, early WWE days. <laughs> hey, good business savvy for all these wrestlers. I'll say that much for sure. I love the fashion. He's khakis. His look, his look. Uh oh, what's he about to say? Yep. <laughs> He's looking around. Finally, the rock has come back to Indianapolis. Triple H, let The Rock understand this for a second. Last week on Raw, he beat your ass in a cage match. And now this week, you're the number one contender for the WWF title. Well, The Rock realizes why that is, because you got a three-foot nose, you turn it sideways, and stick it straight up Vince's ass! Dang! Dang! Triple H, The Rock says, at this pay-per-view fully loaded, number one contender or no number one contender, The Rock is going to do to you exactly what he does best, and that's lay the smack down on your candy ass. <laughs> you just don't know how many times I've heard that line in practice. <laughs> With my no. offensive alignment defense, they always no. say that line right on there. I could see that. Ass Billy Gunn. Uh-oh. Here we go. The Rock understands what took place. The night you won King of the Ring, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together, Dang. and you said a prayer, and it sounded like this. Oh, dear God. <laughs> you see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring, but there's <laughs> one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is genius. <laughs> hey, I just want to know how long it, it took The Rock to and come up with all this. Point, That's Billy, all I your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this. Bob? But my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> this is why The Rock is The Rock now. This is why. <laughs> I get it now. Oh, wow. You are absolutely right. You do suck, but there is one thing and one thing only you can do. You must go find the man who is simply electrifying. You must go find the rock. Oh my God. Anybody but the rock. Know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ugh. And then Billy, <sighs> as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek oh and tears rolled down your leg. Dang. 
Your house started to shake again. The clouds parted. The heavens opened. And what seemed like millions of voices all said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell but the rock is cooking. Wow. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, you said something, Amon, that made me think. Like, oh, who, good Lord. Who did write that? Like, was that – because obviously the delivery is is the rocks. But, man, like, I wonder how much input he did have on that because he delivers those – like, he was perfect. Man. Wow. I'm, I'm speechless right now. Okay. That's fun. Trip down memory lane right there. What? The that makes sense where he's at right now. Because just right. imagine, <laughs> it, it just makes sense to me. Because not not saying, you know, I just saw mm-hmm. little clips of his wrestling career. Like I would see him do his eyebrow thing, mm-hmm. you know, and have these highlights of you on YouTube of him winning against certain wrestlers like John Cena when they went back and forth. And then boom, for me, it's like, okay, I knew his popularity grew in that world in that business the wwe wrestling world and then when he flipped over to movies i'm like this is gonna be you know perfect but it's gonna be rough he would his couple first couple movies were a little rough in terms of the acting side and obviously now it's like 20 almost 20 years later he's gotten better but for fans like yourself mm-hmm. dominic that were five and six and two and three years old yeah. seeing him because if i saw that when i'm five years old or 10 years old, I'm smelling what The Rock's cooking. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm all over that. Just like I was with Hulk Hogan. Like, I had a Hulkamania. I was a Hulkamania. I had the bandana. I had the poster on the wall. You know, I was ah, I was ripping shirts. Part of my mom said, what's wrong with you, little boy? You ain't paying for that. We are. Stop ripping up shirts. What's wrong with you? I can't help it. It's Hulk Hogan. He's getting me to do this. You know, he's hyping, he's hyping me up on Friday Night Main Event. If I saw The Rock coming out there, I would have had them sideburns just like that. Dark glasses during the day. And talking trash like that and so that line that candy ass line uh-huh. i've heard that a million times in the locker room since i was playing and it would be like what are y'all where are y'all getting this nonsense from if they're funny you know i was like that's a funny one i was like i got you you know all right guys i'm like this is uh. so it i get it i get it not that i didn't get it but i 100 <laughs> percent get it now it is it's pure genius and i'm pretty sure i bet the rock wrote that and that's what some of the comments are saying like he had a lot of you know freestyling 40 percent of the time you know he did a lot himself like and yeah i mean you know i don't know i wasn't you know obviously wasn't backstage but you know and like you said amon you saw that translate into the big screen um you know into the movies and it's like you know he's he had such a natural i mean you even see when he walks out the crowd just goes crazy and then when he picks up the mic to start talking everybody just wants to hear every word he says and like you said john his delivery was perfect like you know and that pro- what I love about that promo, I think he hits. I mean, how long was the video? About four minutes. It was and four, I think it was, it was, if I would have let it play it out, it was five and a half minutes. And I think in the you know those four or five minutes he was talking, he hit every catchphrase that you know <laughs> the rock for, but it yep. didn't feel forced. It felt exactly. Like- <laughs> that was the genius of it because to do that, that's not easy, you know. So you got to be obviously that's part of the training camp that they go through. Mm-hmm. 
selling their image. It's their promo, their mm -hmm. image. When they come out, when they do their walkout, what's the mm -hmm. music? What are you selling? Like, you got to get that crowd amped up once you hit that ring. Man, I love it. <laughs> I got to say, you know what? Now you're going to, you know what y'all have me, you know what you just created, Dominic? <laughs> you're going to have me going on YouTube, searching old rock videos like that. So I could just like laugh. Because the funny thing about it, I'm, I'm dead serious. Offense alignment, defense alignment since college. And I'll say probably not college because rock wasn't around then, but they would do this stuff. Mm hmm on the practice field in the <laughs> locker room because they because they were big guys already and these big you know the wrestlers are big guys the rock was used to be a defense alignment at the university of miami everybody knows that so it makes sense to me and that's all i see in my head i see every offense alignment that i know defense alignment too that this has their moment and i just shake my head like man you like 20 years old now man you gotta get <laughs> that up you, and you're not even a wrestler you playing in the nfl that you should have did that, then, 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 not do this. You know, it was just, but it's just funny that I see this, but I love it, and I get the business of it, and I understand it. Um, I say wrestling then took over this whole conversation because you do gaming too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, with the gaming side of uh, what you do with Last mm -hmm. Word on gaming, so what, 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 what have you covered there um, in terms of games, and what's your favorite? Because I know we talked about Metal Gear Solid, Solid, uh, and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of that because we could talk about that for another hour. Right, right. Um, th that's a great question. I cover, you know, a, a variety of things. You know, we do a lot of press release type of news stuff, uh, which is, you know, uh, you know, less opinionated and a little bit more just kind of what are the facts. Um, I love writing the backlog. Is a, It's a series we have there. And, you know, it looks at anything all the way back from, you know, 8-bit gaming all the way up through now. It's, you know, I mean, we're all guilty of it is we buy a game and – you know, we either download it or we bring it home from the store and you don't touch it for a year. Um, you know, we, we've I, all done it. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed <laughs> yeah. Odyssey. There you go. We were yep. talking about it earlier. Yep. Um, so what I love about the backlog is, you know, you pick a game from, you know, any franchise, any series, any genre, um, and just kind of give everybody the, you know, what's the one page on it on who are the characters, what's the story, what are the graphics, the sound, you know. Mm -hmm. Should I take this off of my backlog shelf and pop it into my PlayStation and give it a try? So I love doing that. Um, I've done some really fun opinion pieces. I mentioned Cyberpunk earlier after they did their big um, next-gen patch. And, you know, Cyberpunk had such a controversial launch. Mm -hmm. I did an opinion article about why, you know, why you should give it a chance now that, you know, there's a next-gen patch. So, you know, a good some of the bugs have been worked out. There's still, you know... It's still not perfect, but they've ironed out a lot of the details. Yeah. Um, so I did an opinion piece on that. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, and I actually did this at, at C2E2, we were talking a little while ago, Amon, is I, uh, I interview people that uh, video game cosplay, and I love reading about right. and letting them tell their story about their creativity, the creative process they went through, how it came together, why they chose that character. So... I see you've got the link going um, in the in the mm -hmm. scroller below. You can check out all of my <laughs> articles there, and there's a there's a wide variety of content you can uh, you can scroll scroll through there. Yeah, I mean to to cover that to be able to cover that stuff that's uh, obviously time consuming, and mm -hmm. uh, I definitely can relate and respect that you know that aspect to it of of, of everything. So uh, for covering all that stuff, what is 
next down the line for you in the next, you know, we got about, we're halfway through the year right now. What mm -hmm. else is coming up for you um, in this place, in this space? That's a great question. Um, I'm hoping to do a lot more. I'm hoping to do a little bit more, um, you know, kind of the retro, like the backlog pieces, like I was talking about and mm -hmm. go a little bit past. I've done a lot of like PS2, Xbox. I kind of want to go further back and get like Ooh. N64, maybe some Super Nintendo. I think it'd be really fun. Mm -hmm. um, we're also, I've been having a lot of fun researching uh, the best-selling games of each console generation. So looking at what were those top That's a fun one. Yeah, so yeah. Um, and that's a fun one because it's like, man, you know, there's like I talked about the PS2 earlier. That game has such an extensive game library. It does. And so, you know, you look at the top 10 sellers, it's, you know, it's what you'd expect. But there's so many hidden gems that didn't hit the top 10, 15, 20, maybe even top 50. Uh, so I love going back and looking at those. What were those kind of, you know, sleeper hits? What were those smaller, you know? Mm -hmm. could you know maybe could have done a little bit better uh sales wise if the ps2 didn't have just such an enormous game catalog and long lifespan right. so take a look for that um and then on the wrestling side of things um i'm working on some fun it's 20 years of impact wrestling which was formerly known as tna wrestling that's a promotion that i've watched for a long time okay. so i'm doing some really fun kind of look backs um i'm writing a look back on the motor city machine guns which has been a uh they were a tag team on and off throughout TNA's history. They were, in my opinion, you know, super crucial to that company's expansion and, you know, getting a little bit more mainstream. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to getting that out, hopefully in the next week or so. Sorry about that. Gotcha. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was drinking some water there. <laughs> Almost choked. <laughs> um, so with, with that being said, we'll move on over to uh, quick hit news bites, John. So uh, Dominic, thank you for sharing what you're doing with last word on, on wrestling last word last word on uh and gaming as well so we got to get this keep this train moving forward so we got quick hitting news bites here and we got some interesting stuff that john wants to share with us here we got pulled up on the screen here <clears throat> so john take it away man okay so a couple of different stories this week the one you're on right now let me find that is from a news um, department in San Francisco, and I want I want to ask you guys if come on now it won't open for me if this is if this is accurate or not. So basically, they were just um, you know doing a story about a survey by uh, a website timetoplay.com asking more than a thousand gamers which video games make you feel the most rage. Um, also, the top reasons why you were raging, and I know Maman, you and I have talked about raging on video games on this yeah. before, but if you scroll through that. Here's some of the responses they got. Um, so what makes you extremely angry when gaming? 60% of those surveyed said repeatedly losing the same level. I mean, that makes the most yeah. sense, right? 100%. Yeah, 100%. You get frustrated. You can go down. There's a graphic on this too. 43.6% say other players using hacks slash cheats how yeah, right there how often do you come across something like that amon 43 percent saying other players using cheats i don't know we don't know but you mm. assume you know be like oh man they're cheating like for me i don't even think about that but for everybody else that i know they'd be like oh man he, he's he's hacking i'm like why could you tell that maybe he's just really good you know i don't really look at that in gaming i, I mean it's i know it exists but yeah I get that a lot of feedback from my uh, other friends that game out there. 43% say game bugs. Totally get that. Um, I don't know what this is. You guys got to help me out. 39.6 griefers. 
Oh, so quit the game. So oh. if you're playing, like it happens in Madden quite a bit. That would where make if sense. you're if you're up, you know, <laughs> you're up twenty-one nothing on a, a player, and it's the first quarter, they'll just leave the game. Or what they'll do is they'll jump off sides three times in a row. And once you do a third down, you, the, you're you're automatically ejected from the game. Oh, so they're just messing uh, with you. Yeah, they're, they're they're they don't got nothing. And then twenty-two percent campers. I, I think that's where somebody just kind of camps out in a spot in a game, and you're like, just do something else. So what <laughs> what frustrates you the most in that? Uh, wait, what was the question? Say it again. Out of those, repeatedly losing the same level, what makes you the most angry when playing a game? Uh, I say repeatedly use the same level. A hundred percent. I'm there. I'm well, even though I'm it's a hundred percent for me, but it's sixty percent here. I'm definitely all the, the other ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not even because all the other ones, I just kind of like okay, it's part of the game. It's going to be hacks and cheats, but I don't even know if they're hacking or cheating. Um, okay. Bugs. There are going to be bugs, like we talked about, like Dominic mentioned, Cyberpunk, and I, I tried to stream that, and it just couldn't. It just didn't work. Um, missions were uncompleted because the game wasn't completed. And then for me and griefers and campers, griefers is like, you can't take a loss. I say you getting your butt kicked. Just just finish the game, bro. Don't quit. You know, I, I see that. That's how I look at that. And then campers, hey, hey man, ain't nothing wrong with camping. I'm a camper. <laughs> I mean, I camp in real life and I camp in, in Halo. I camp in Call of Duty. Yeah, Apex. That's how you get killed. So I'm one of those, I'm one of that 22% that people don't like. I'm a camper. How about you, Dominic? What do you, What makes you the most angry? If I could prove people were hacking, that would definitely make me really mad. Um, yes, yes. If, if I had a way I could prove it, that would definitely be my number one. But otherwise, losing to the same for me not even so much the same level it's the same boss the same boss just keeps you know beating oh up God. for 10 15 tries it's like, i'm done i'm walking away for today <laughs> what i what i learned about that dom and john playing assassin's creed this weekend because i hadn't played it in a while in a year you know because it tells you the last time you played it oh, yeah. and i had to play i had to do a, a board against the you know the boss it was a man a manatar and it took me probably like 10 minutes to figure out the rhythm of what he was, how he's attacking me. Once mm-hmm. I figured that out, then it was, it, t- it then I beat him, but it took literally like 45 minutes, at least 45 minutes. And that's once I got the rhythm down, mm-hmm. you know, because every now and then you kind of slip on a button and you forget the uh, pay, a parry or dodge. And then mm-hmm. you get hit with the big ax and then you're like, God bless America. I'm dead again. <laughs> and, and when you, I got hitting him, his, his, his bar, his health bar is like this big. And I'm like, when you hit it, it's like maybe a sliver comes off. It's like you're barely damaging him. But finally, I beat him, so I was happy that. But I, it's just learn the fight pattern of yeah. the villain in that so you won't get frustrated. He's like, okay, at least I can see this while I'm getting my ass kicked. So excuse my language. <laughs> That's all right. We just watched The Rock destroy somebody. And he's also coming. You can finally scroll down a little bit. Then they ask, which game or franchise causes you the most anger? And 23%, percent <laughs> say call of duty then 22 percent say mario kart i don't understand why minecraft is at 21.2 percent really um, league of legends 20 percent super smash bros 19.7 percent and then grand theft auto at 19.4 percent so you're you're surprised by some of these yes well definitely <laughs> mario kart minecraft why those are fun games <laughs> like if you fall off the was they got the the flower cup maps and the not, that's Rainbow like Road. Hey, Rainbow Road and all that. That's like okay. I mean, I could see how you could get angry because like you just get bad luck in Mario Kart, and then somebody yeah. finished, and then you just sometimes like 
you know, you'll get a turtle shell, you'll slip on a banana and somebody will shrink you and then you'll get ink squirted in your or eye. Like, Come shell. on. I'm or just trying to drive. Right. Are you in front and someone hit you with the blue shell? The know? blue shell. That's the worst. Yeah. And you, and you, then you're in third place when you should have won. Um, Minecraft. What really, what, what's wrong I with Minecraft? Know. What gets I, people hot I, in Minecraft? I want to know people in somebody in the chat. There's a lot of grievers. Oh, there's a lot of grievers in uh, mind chat. Craft, uh, Z says. So they just come and uh, destroy things. So they just come in and complain and they do things. Yeah. They probably destroy people's homes. Like whatever oh. you build, they're coming, knocking it down. God, that they're would be in they bring in that person. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Smash. I could see Smash because I fall off the map a lot. I'm not good at juggling off the map and I fall down. I use I use a lot of lives. You're at that photo. Why? Because that's just a fun sandbox game where you literally could do what you want. You don't even have to follow the campaign. League of Legends, I could see that. And Call of Duty. Call of Duty and League of Legends, the only two games on this list that I see. Yes, I could see frustration. I could see angry, rage. Because I know it's toxicity in league, and you can hear it between going through that and then not, and then it's a learning curve, learning how to play that game. Mm-hmm. You know, I played it a few times. Yes, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot to go with learning how to play that. But Call of Duty, and I say Call of Duty, yeah, but it's a lot of hackers in Call of Duty for sure. And then finally, real quick, nearly forty-two percent of gamers said that they deal with extreme anger once a week. That's that's As, pretty high, man. Forty-two percent. Is talking about of those who have broken something, what have you broken? So we got controller, mouse, and keyboard, 72, 73%, drywall, 15, 6% TV, Ooh. 5% phone, 3.8% dishes. <laughs> dishes. Where's the kitchen at? Where do you got dishes? Well, you might have dishes on the, the your gaming table, but you, you get mad, you're like, ah, hold on. You walk to the kitchen, <laughs> go to the sink, grab a dish. Grab a dish. Yeah, you, if you're doing that, you need, you should be cooled off by then. By the time you get to the kitchen, if you're yeah. doing that, breaking dishes. I can, I agree with all those. That's 100%. Like, they dead on with those. I just didn't know they, were, they had what percentages things were at. That's I agree with all that right there. I can see people. I've seen videos on Instagram, Twitter of people raging out in Madden, in Halo, in every game, pretty much. Every game. Mainly, you know, Madden players, FIFA players, 2K players. It's awesome. so funny because that anger has been around ever since video games started, right? Yes. Like I remember my cousins, man, they would get so angry playing like video games, right. throwing controllers, beating up the controllers. You know, they must have been eight, nine, ten years old at the time. But man, it's it's you know the remedy to that, John. If my mom was still here, oh yeah, Mr. Buy Scott. It. See mm-hmm. what she did with me, and I never raised against again. Same, this is that 10-year-old Amon, Dominic. Mm-hmm. I was playing Madden 88. I had my 49ers. I grew up a 49ers fan, me and my dad. I'm playing on Madden. I'm about to throw the ball. I threw the ball deep to Jerry Rice. It gets interception. intercepted. I'm like, it's cheating. The game is cheating. And my mom come in the room because she heard me throw the control. She heard the racket. What's wrong with you, boy? I saw that racket. I'm like, the game is cheating. I threw the ball to Jay Rice and they intercepted, and I knew it was a, he should have caught it. Blah, 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 blah. She's like, she looks at me. She looks at the controller. You break it, you buy it. That's all she said. And I said, huh? I ain't got no money. Hold up. All right, let me go to my dad's toolbox, get a soldering iron and some, some crazy glue and some black electrical tape. I went MacGyver on that thing. Boom, boom, boom. 
never raised again in my life. I get a little frustrated. I get a little mm-hmm. frustrated, but never raised, never breaking anything since then. That was like eight years old. Boom. There you go. Ten. There you go. Put down the law. That's all. They have the parents or a coach, whoever walks in, drunk says it's the anger when you know you did all that all the right moves and they're not rewarding you with the kill or points. That's true. But you gotta trust yeah. me. You want to buy a new Logitech keyboard that costs like 150 or a headset that costs like 300 Nah. See, just think about the repercussions of that. Great article, John. <laughs> I love it. And then you have one more here. I got all um, it up. If you want to, we can get to that one or we can get to yours. Okay. Yeah. It we can is... save that other one for another day. If we okay. We'll, save it. we'll get to mine here real quick. I'm going to get it up here. Oh, I got it right here. So uh, the little, little, I said, I'll go. We've been having a good time. We're going to get back to the funniness after this one here. This one is a little, hmm. little, little nerve wracking here because we've been down this road before as a gaming community. You know, we have this. I see this on Kotaku. Thank you. Uh, Nintendo America's tester says that they faced years of sexual harassment. So reading the article, pretty much identical, unfortunately, to the Activision Blizzard scenario where employees came out and were stating that, you know, it was a frat culture in the developing offices in the building there. So we have... um, a once tester for Nintendo. She, and for this article's sake, this is not her name, but she goes by the name of Hannah. And she says she's had a harrowing experience that led her to quit her dream job of at Nintendo America for nearly a decade. You know, and in the article, I'm out. Just I, I know we got a lot. We're pushing time here, so I'm gonna give you the fine notes of it. So you can go read this article at Kutako. And Hannah had been there for ten years between the sexual harassment, you know, on her and other employees. But then also the uh, what's the word Un- underpaid also because her job she came in was there for ten years stayed at the same like sixteen bucks an hour and found out that other employees some female some male were actually making more than her and she was there longer so also being you know um, not a, not acknowledged for her for her work um, in there between the sexual harassment and some of the the uh, details of some of the conversations they had in a. A chat room that where all employees were welcome to come in and be themselves but then obviously guys and some guys in there took it a little too far in the conversation in the discord and that has brought up this so to, to kind of you know put a bow on this like i say is i understand you know with both of these companies i'm not making excuses for the company you know for the employee you know for the companies i'll say this but it just sucks when you have companies that because we know nintendo all most of their games family oriented games mm-hmm. um kid-friendly games but you it's hard for the for the i say the owners of the hires up to control the employees 100 percent. and during job interviews that's your time to vet out and ask questions and find out who they really are but sometimes people like this fly under the radar and then now this is out the good thing is now i I hope and i'm pretty sure i believe there's protocol now to deal with this you know deal with employees deal with people that just think Oh, I'm comfortable now. I got this job. I'm not going anywhere. You know, if I do this, I'm good. That you can't have that mentality, and you got to be aware who's around you uh, in the building when having certain conversations. You got to know there's conversations that I should not be having. I don't care who it is in the conversation. That that's where you, that's where this article takes me in my my mindset in terms of what I do as a coach, a father, a husband, and all that. It's like, hey, just just use some common sense have some common respect for people you know going around 
working at the offices and understand what is cool, what is needs to be said, what not to be said, John, here on this article here. If you got anything to add. Oh, no, it's just that we've we've seen uh, Kotaku seems to be covering this a lot, uh, these types of stories. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, reading the story that you get in the group, like a group chat meant to, uh, you know, bring everybody closer together in the workplace kind of a thing where you can share funny, you know, whatever. I'd probably share the rock video on that meme page if we had one, us three. Uh, Dominic would, too, and we'd all mm -hmm. laugh. But then people would take that a little further and that you know it's part of the issue as well that uh, the article talks about yeah it's just uh like i said i hope the things that happened since you know since and before activision now there's protocols that boom they can now put a, a hammer and to the nail and nail this down and get this starts you know there's a clean out process of all this because you know for the companies that we know and love to hear this is it's definitely disheartening but like i said now there's a protocol to it. There's going to be a, a process where they'll make sure I know if I'm in house, this is about to go down. I'm going to walk in that office. Like, look, it's about to get real. We about to have a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have, but we have to do this because we still have people feeling <clears throat> very uh, complacent about their situation that it could change on the moment, especially with this. We can't have this going on um, in the, in our, in our offices and, 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 and in this industry, you know, in a nutshell. So I'll put a bow tie on that. <laughs> There we go. All right. Now we're going to get off to that fun conversation, Dominic, that you heard us do in person at Fan Expo. Now we have this or that coming at you right now here live. And you're a part of it along with the Twitch chat. Here we go. This or that. Okay. It is time for this or that. I love this first question, Amon. Yes. Work indeed. out at home or work out at the gym. I go back and forth on this sometimes and right now i'm a home workout guy i got those bowflex what are those you know where you you switch them you can be like 20 pounds 30 pounds 40 right pounds. right uh, i got some of those and i i don't know it just it's sometimes though hard to motivate yourself at home i find yes that's yes. why the gym is because you go to the gym and there's people working out and you're there and you you drove there you better go get to work you know there is that uh, benefit i think of having to go work out at a gym yeah. What about yourself, Dominic? For me, I'm an at home. Um, and, you know, a lot of that's steamed from COVID when I really yeah. couldn't, you know, go out anywhere. So I got it's actually sitting right over there. I got the exercise bike. I got a bench and a few dumbbells. No, nothing, you know, no, nowhere close to what a gym would have. But yeah. also, uh, you know, that's an hour for me. I can catch up on a TV show while I'm working out that maybe I couldn't do at a gym. Bam, bam. Yeah, it's not about the thing is I say to people. Cause I get asked a lot of people cause I work out a lot constantly, mm -hmm. obviously being my, you know, my past. I tell people, as long as you get a good sweat going, I say, if anything, bare minimum, get some cardio in cause the cardio gets your heart bumping, your heartbeat, you know, pumping. And that's the biggest thing. Keep blood flow, keep movement and do that. So bike, treadmill, recumbent bike, all that is good. Walk your neighborhood. If you're in a good city or a good part of the United States where it's good weather, where you could get outside, walk a mile a day, that's all you need. You don't need to go CrossFit. You don't need to go. You're not going getting drafted into the WWE or not getting drafted to the NFL. You, you don't have to hit the weight room that hard. Um, like Big Baby Duke says, workout, not at all. So he's not he's not he's not in for it. But I know for myself, I'm definitely workout. I could I like I say in the last few years, definitely I'm with you work out at home. I'm 100 percent on board with that as well. So. All right. Anybody? I know. 
nobody else said anything about the workout at home or workout at the gym. Next, next, let's move on to the next topic. That you can tell nobody liked that one. <laughs> you say workout. Like, ah, Man, this one's a fun one. People like scary movies or comedies. What do you think? Simple, easy. I know, I know, I'm on. Yeah, yeah, you I, know where I'm at. I'm sorry. Comedy. I go with comedies. I'll go with comedies. Comedies. Yeah, I go with comedies too. There's a few scary movies I really like, but I'm always picking the comedy over the scary movie. Yeah, I'm 100% scary movie. I'm 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 gonna write one eventually. I'm gonna write. I got I got so many versions of a horror movie. I even have it to where like ultra scary, to then like Disney level scary, like haunted like the haunted mansion with Eddie Murphy, where it's family friendly. I even have different. So I have different genres of horror movies in my head. That eventually, I will put in the paper. And y'all might be in it. I might have y'all co-starring in it since I know you. I'm going to go off my friends. That's how people work, you know, off my friends and acquaintances. So, Dominic, you might have a role in the film. Just letting you know. John, Raina, Notorious, people in this chat, uh, Fire Eagle, Big Baby Duke, you might be in my film. You know, never know. Get ready. It's going to be a good one. I don't know can if I you're going to. Can I be in a wrestling scene, Amon? Like, somehow you make it a. <laughs> See? See how you worked that yourself in? You just did it. Boom. It's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think about it all the time. I love from the slashers, the alien, the possession, the horror, the the like exorcist to alien to Friday the or the not Fright Night, Friday the Thirteenth, vampires, zombies. It don't matter. I'm all over it. I want to see it. Want to want the blood. It's not even the blood. It's just like to me, horror movies teaches you practical things. Like you see a guy with an axe. What do you do? You go the other way. You run. As fast as you can, and you stay in a well lit area. You don't mm-hmm. go into the forest. You don't go into the basement. If you go onto the roof, just know you're gonna have to jump out. So don't go too high. You know, just think those things out. Like before you dash out with the dude with the hockey mask, or you see the vampire with the teeth. If the vampires are real, not saying they're not, just saying have some holy water with you. There you go. You know. Next question. Let's carry some holy water. <laughs> there you go. Late night snacking or Facebook stalking? <laughs> what? Hey, I saw this. I one. get I was it. Like, this, this is one. Um, hey, because I know some people out there in this chat has done this. I know. Where you at, what, Dom? What is Facebook stalking exactly? Is that just if you like somebody or you want some more to know about somebody, you kind of just you know on like their stalk page. them out. Yeah, yeah. Go to their page and just see what every go to all their accounts and like check all everything. That's what. The students told me the kids my kids I don't, know. I don't know man like i stop myself sometimes from late night snacking because <laughs> i'm like it's too damn late to be eaten whatever so i have to stop myself what do you say about me i'm a late night snacker i you know i know it's not good for you but i love the chips cookies whatever like there's to me there's nothing like a good late night snack while you're watching a movie playing a video game whatever <laughs> There it is. There it is. We have Big Baby Duke says, I guess I prefer a comedy talking about the scary movie uh, over a scary movie, but both genres have a lot of bad movies. That's true. That's true. Yep. Yep. Um, and then B- and he also says snacking 100%. 100. Snacking 100. I'm snacking too. Um, I'm my wife always wondering why I'm grabbing food, but hey, I can't help it. I'm a late night snacker. When I do late night snack, I try I try to be healthy. Like I'll have some almonds or like the seasoning and the almonds and mix them with pistachios, maybe a couple chips in there. Yeah, like I'll make right. a mix, you know, or I'll just try to because you know it can get out of control. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's a good idea. I should steal that. 
I throw in some smokehouse almonds. I throw in some pistachios. I got a couple cashews in there. And then I throw in a couple chips too. It's like a, a potpourri of like mostly good for you. And then the chips are there just to, just to be fun. I like I like how you said potpourri. I like how you made that, <laughs> made that, that nice little professional touch on it right there. Yeah. Drunk says Facebook stalking has less calories. <laughs> Probably so, but no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, but then uh, Mastow says Jeepers Creepers 3 Beyond Bad. It became a comedy. <laughs> yes. I was so disappointed when I saw Jeepers Creepers 3 pop up and I watched and I was like, part one and two were so great. They were so yeah. freaking scary and the monster, whatever that monster was called, he was doing his job, you know, taking people. And That's funny. Comedy. And that <laughs> was, it is. Part three is bad. I, I shook him. I was like, this is terrible. I'm sorry. All right, here. Next one. Next uh, item on the list. So in Madden, we're going to be talking about Madden and game releases. So, and I looked it up, uh, John and okay. Dominic and, and chat. Devontae Adams is the number one player overall, and Cooper Cup is in the top 10 with Devontae and Wait, other Wait, wide receivers or players? Overall. Uh, no. Devontae Adams is, nine, is overall the number one player in the game. Behind him, you got Trent Williams, the offensive what? tackle for the for the for the San Francisco 49ers. Then you have Aaron Donald. You have Aaron Donald, the defensive tackle for the LA Rams, Super Bowl champion LA Rams, and so on and so forth. And Cooper Cup is like number nine or ten. So in Madden, who are you going with here? Deontay uh Deontay Adams or Cooper Cup? Devontae or Cooper? I'll go with Devontae Adams, man. I saw him with the Packers over the last several years, uh, obviously before going to to the Raiders. I'm gonna go with Devontae. No, Devontae Dominic, what you got? Who yeah, I'm going Devontae too. Yeah, it's all around in this house right now. Devontae is my guy. I know him personally, great guy. He had his reasons where he wanted to get out of Green Bay. And uh, now we just got to wait a couple more weeks to see how things work out with him in the L.A. Ram or L.A. Uh, Las Vegas Raider uh, uniform, along with his good team mate from college, Derek Carr there. So hopefully it does turn out good for him in there. And then the last one on the list. Now, this one, John. Cause you're you've been you work radio for a while you know some uh, rockers names I know one on this list on this uh, this or that I don't know the other I'm not you got to fill me in so I know Carl Sagan I've heard that name before Neil deGrasse oh. Tyson I think yeah, I heard okay. it so these are two astrophysicists oh oh what I thought they was like rock stars no 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 <laughs> no but they no. are rock stars in a way they are They're yeah exactly stars. it's from Eeyore uh, his this or that is Carl Sagan or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, so astrophysicist Carl Sagan hosted the series. What's it called? I don't know. Shoot. Um, it's about space and stuff. Okay. Actually now it's jogging, jogging my memory. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got cosmos. It. The very first cosmos, Neil deGrasse Tyson did a remake of it as well. In fact, Neil, the fun fact, Neil deGrasse Tyson once visited Carl Sagan as a kid because he was interested in everything Sagan was doing and Sagan like signed a, a card for him and told him, you know, encouraged him to whatever, keep fighting for his dreams or whatever. And so right. uh, I'm going to go Neil deGrasse Tyson though, man, you know, it's listening to those guys talk is so much fun. Um, I, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. There's something he said once about how uh, we're all stardust basically. Um, oh, I, you the, know, I heard that. that uh, yeah, it's like a two minute thing. Like the most fascinating question or fact, I think, is what it called if you YouTube it. And he goes into this whole description of how stars explode and blah, blah, blah. And now you're alive and we're basically stardust. Um, so it's, it's right. really cool. So I'll go Neil deGrasse Tyson. All right. What about yourself, Dominic? 
I'm going to go Tyson too. That fun fact you shared, John, kind of pushed it over. Like, that's so cool. He got to meet Sagan and then he got mm-hmm. to kind of live out his dream and got encouraged from Sagan. Nice. Yeah, I'm with y'all too. Um, I, I heard that article or I learned, I heard that interview, that quote that he made there that we're all just stardust. And yeah. I always like, you know what? When you think about it, I'm like, yeah, because of the Big Bang Theory, I'm more science than, uh, than what's the word science or uh, religion or whatever. I'm more science. I'm more to the science side of why we're here. We're on this big rock floating around in the galaxy there. So, uh, so why we're existing. All right. So that is the end or this or that. Dominic, you just participated in. How you feel? You feel good? Yeah, feeling great. Confident in my choices. All right. All right. We always we used to mess around like it was a game show or like points who won, who lost, but now it's like fun. <laughs> yeah, well, um, thanks for tuning in the first half of the Gamers yeah. Lounge. Uh, right Gamers ahead. Lounge here this week with Dominic. Second half coming up next where we'll talk about Miss Marvel and our game releases. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.